This is a weird fantasy. Welcome to Shipwrecks, a podcast where we recommend and review erotic fanfiction. I'm Audrey, and with me here today are my friends, Abby, Mira, and Kylie. In this series of episodes, we're exploring the Star Wars fandom. Today, we're reading Kylie's second Star Wars pick, My Bounty, a Boba Fett slash original male character fic by Typo King 1107 And as usual, we have a themey little cocktail to go with it. So, Abby, could you tell us what we're drinking today? Well, today we're drinking what we're calling Boba on His Knees because Boba kind of likes to give a little bit of a blowy. And <laughs> it's just really, in actuality, it's a bee's knees, which is amazingly delicious and classic. It's honey simple syrup, lemon juice, orange juice, and gin shaken in a shaker real- till the super duper cold. And if you don't happen to have orange juice, you could do it with just lemon juice, but you want to add a lot more simple syrup because then it's real tart. But it's real good. It is delicious. It's, yes. Yeah. I agree. I put blood orange juice in mine, and it is top-notch. <laughs> I'm using tea gin over here, so get jealous Ooh. of me. <laughs> We're all using tea gin, because <laughs> I dropped off tea gin, and that's what I'm using. So the two sponsors in our Delusions of Grandeur, our two sponsors that we want are those giant dragon dick things that you can bad get. Bad dragon. Um, <laughs> call us up, bad dragon. We are yeah. and then <laughs> perfect for this. Tempest Fugit, because we love all of their syrups, and then Caskworks Gin, their, um, or anything Caskworks does. but Love yeah. them. Great people. Love them. Okay, so Kylie, <laughs> you chose this story for us. Could you set up the premise for our listeners? Yes, of course. So this is a Boba Fett original character fic um, with a lot of kinky sex. So right before um, I jump in, I do want to talk about a couple of trigger warnings. So in this story, we have some dominant submissive play, bondage, implied homophobia, implied torture, and implied misandry, uh, which is ingrained prejudice towards men. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, But this story is right before slash during Return of the Jedi. So we start on the moon of Narshada, better known as the Smuggler's Moon, which orbits the planet of Nalhada, which is the home world of the Hut species. It is home to large criminal activity dominated by bounty hunters and hut crime lords. So overall, not a great place to be. Um, but this is where we meet for the first time, Adogenic, aka Night Edge. And he's been trying to clean up the city of Vaportown for quite a while. Um, he turns out to be doing pretty well. Um, so he finds himself like pretty bored, just kind of roaming around town. We go to his secret closet of an apartment when Ado gets a message from Boba Fett. And we can only assume it's a text like, yo, you up, emoji eggplant. (laughs) 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 So Ado travels to Boba's apartment where we quickly encounter our first sex scene. So I do have a question before I jump in. Did you guys think that Boba Fett would be a bottom or a top? Uh... (laughs) Top. Top. <laughs> He's a switch in this, isn't he? He is a switch. So I was yeah. just like, mm-hmm. I like it. I thought the switch was really nice, but I just wanted to know your thoughts. <laughs> um, so Bover starts out as a top for their first sexual encounter, which is pretty vanilla. Then the second time they go to have sex, Boba is a total bottom, and he 
loves it. Ado handcuffs him to the bed and then he, or excuse me, and then the author describes the best blowjob I've ever read. 10 out of 10 blowy. Like he just, <laughs> like <laughs> he finishes, but then he practically duct tapes Boba's mouth shut and then starts going to town on him. Um, but right when he really starts to get going, someone comes into the apartment, which I imagine is horrifying. Like since you have just this man chained, uh, chained to the bed. So later on, Addo returns home and finds he's no longer needed to protect Vapor Town, so the town is safe and he can move on to liberating the next town. Um, he starts packing to leave when Boba shows up at his apartment um, and invites him to stay at his place until Addo can figure out where he wants to go. So that brings us to a particular sex scene where Addo has moved into the apartment then he buys these special rings that go over male genitalia, and the rings generate a little energy field that stops you from coming. <laughs> and he puts these on Boba, and at first he doesn't like it, but then he really digs it. And I just thought that was like a really fun Star Wars-themed sex toy. And then, related though, how did Boba and this original character like start being fuck buddies? So originally, Addo was a bounty that Boba Fett was going after. And once he caught him, he was like, oh, this guy's actually like doing work for good. He helps him save this water plant from being poisoned. And then he's like, hey, like, since you technically like owe me money, I'm just going to take part of your bounty every month. And that's how they like start their relationship. And then it turns into fucking. So it's just like kind of this and don't, paid they kill fuck buddy. that crime lord and then like right after they kill the crime lord together that was going to poison poison the waterhole they uh, <laughs> they bang aggressively like that's the first bang and yep, then it's like open ended if they're going to get together again and it it obviously happened. <laughs> so I think we should stop and mention that Edo is not quite human. He is described as a near human and come from a planet Valoran. That's how I would pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And really, the only the two the two things that make him more than human are he's got purple eyes, like Elizabeth Taylor, and then um, <laughs> he can he can come like several like seven or eight times. <laughs> Doesn't he also have like immunity to sarlacc venom or something? Oh, that may briefly also be mentioned. I don't know, but mostly the coming. <laughs> Mostly the unlimited coming, yeah. The author says in the author notes, the reason I made him not human is so that he could come more. Yes. Yeah, and like a whole entire huge that. backstory and world was built mm-hmm. just to support the need him for multiple orgasms. <laughs> Which, respect, right here? Yeah. I feel like he had a pin board up, and then like right in the center, it was like, comes multiple times. <laughs> so, I think I alluded to this a little bit. But the author of this story is a man. <laughs> dun, I know. Dun, dun. I suspected, yes. though. I, for the first time, I was like, I don't know. The detail of the male pleasure is, is, isn't surface level. Like, it's so specific. It is, it is not yeah. surface level. It's, it's, it's deep, and it's a little nodule, and it lives inside of <laughs> your butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> specifically gives some details about what it feels like to have someone mess with your prostate that I do not feel a woman would be able to yeah. write. And, and then <laughs> sleuthing uncovered that, indeed, the author is male. And I yep. was like, oh, 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 makes so much sense. It's our first one that we've confirmed. I know. It's so funny because, like, I don't care. I certainly would never look at a story and be like, was this written by a man or a woman? 
But like, this is the first time I've ever read a fic that I'm sure was written by a man. It's surprisingly exciting to find mm-hmm. one. <laughs> it's a purple unicorn. It's. I mean, I had a really, I really enjoyed it. Honestly, <laughs> I'm just gonna spoil that right there. But the the writing <laughs> style was a little different than anything we've read. Like, legitimately different, and not just in content, but like tone. Like, I can't quite verbalize that. But... And it was like pleasant to read. Like, it wasn't choppy, or like there wasn't a lot of changes between like who you were like following so it was really like nice it was a nice read how do you guys feel about the boba slash edo original character relationship honestly i was into it i liked it i like the manly men trying to fight the fact that they have feelings mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> feelings so boba will fuck anything that walks basically in this right like mm-hmm. he's like um and He's, but he does not want to appear soft, so he's constantly rolling his eyes when Edo will try to be affectionate and stuff like that. Um, Edo wants to just sit on the couch and like eat snacks and watch TV, and that's like way too domestic for Boba. And I think that they're back and forth trying to negotiate this relationship is is really true to the character of Boba Fett and also pretty funny and interesting. Um, and then Edo's kind of a mimbo. Um, <laughs> He's great, but um, he's just always, he's so self-sacrificing, he's a vigilante, and some of the other characters in this story do kind of just make fun of him for his, like, self-serious, like, sacrificing, like, he's basically trying to be Batman, but, like, (laughs) it's not quite working, you know, and he's a little too hot and sexy and and, and finds himself naked too often to be Batman, so um, I liked that. They were cute together. I agree. Mm-hmm. It was cute. How do you guys feel about the sex scenes, though, specifically? I think, Kylie, oh, you already fresh. tipped your hand on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> I feel like it was hot, but for me, it was a little too much cum. Like, what? Well, shut up. You can't say shut those words to me. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Not enough sex. <laughs> I have, a, I have a quote, I must defend myself. Okay, like, like I was legitimately, like, and I know it's a matter of taste, but, like, I had some stomach-turning moments of just, like, too much goo. So here's, here's a quote. <laughs> Before he could finish his sentence, the vigilante's cock pulsed, and thick, gooey globs of cum sprayed out from it, splattering Boba's visor and even obscuring his vision on the left side. <laughs> Stuff like, like, little yeah. nuggets like that about globs, and spray. <laughs> like, it's just, I, like, I guess because some of the other stories that we have read that are very much semen festivals, it's vague. It's not <laughs> like fair. tactile and detailed. It's obvious that there's copious amounts of it, but it's not like as textural. Let's put it that right. way. And I mean, okay, so when you have two men, you you double the, the cum, right? I mean, but then you have a supernatural <laughs> man who can come like 10 times and it's like, at some point, Boba it's basically everywhere. breaks his dick, <laughs> and then he has to shove a towel into his pants because he's, like, leaking because Edo is, like, from this other planet, and it's just, like, it's too much. Like, when I heard about the towel <laughs> and the leaking, I was just, like, <laughs> I, <laughs> It was too I much I have to me. agree with you, Audrey. I, it wasn't just the coming for me. I think some of the language was just sort of <laughs> gross out. Like, I wrote some quotes down here. Some of them are just funny, and I don't necessarily think they're meant to be. But one is, smirking and satisfied with the elasticity of Janik's asshole, Boba withdrew his fingers. <laughs> no, no. And uh, yes, one uh... of them, <laughs> Fed's tongue looked across 
Shadows glance while he while his lips hungrily wrapped around the shaft, taking the vigilante deeper into his moist maw. Like moist maw is not an overly <laughs> sexy term to me. And there's one I can see that. That one's fair. <laughs> if someone saw him now, all blushing and nervous like a virgin, his reputation as a ruthless, hard-ass bounty hunter would be as obliterated as Elderon. Like, <laughs> I think like, some of it so is harsh. a little goofy, and I, I, I understand that. Like, I'm gonna like show my hand here, but I'm not super into butt stuff, right? I'm just not. But at the same time, I do think the sex really worked between the two of them. Like, not. That it was for me and I wanted it. But those characters, it was very clear that they did. And that's the part that made it so good for me. Is that they're fucking just being into it the way they were together. Gave it a pass for me in a way. Because it was so clear that they both were so goddamn into it. That I'm like, you do you, boo. You know what I mean? Like, would I would like that for myself personally? No. Will I read it and be like, yeah. Get it. I, I admit I will. <laughs> it also had, I think that as far as like the BDSM elements went, like it was really good on consent and safe words and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And sort of like some creative positioning and like, like the space technology. Like, I do think that was really fun. And I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. There are some things that like they reuse condoms over and over again. Like he's coming like 10 times into the same condom and it's like actually oh, leaking out. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. that's not the proper usage of space condoms. Yeah. Like, no. And they're even fancy space condoms that auto lube. Auto lube. I was amazed. I was like, what do you mean it activates when it hits oxygen? Like that's amazing. Yeah. That's the technology we need. <laughs> Well, and these two, their love language seems to be really expensive gear because they <laughs> have a bunch of toys and a bunch of accessories. So Boba has a full replica of his armor made, but it's sex armor. So it's tighter. <laughs> um, it has like a freaking butt plug on the inside attached to his like butt area. There's like modular components they talk about. It makes it easier yeah, to like great. clap, like to manacle him. Um, it's it's pretty great. It, it works in the sex scenes, and they are creative. But like, they spend millions of credits on <laughs> yeah, this, like big ball gags and not ball gags, dong gags. They're specifically yep. mm-hmm. and the long running joke of Boba having this huge oral fixation that he's in denial about was pretty funny. But also, he had some gear for that. Um, and there's a sex robot, although no one has sex with the robot in the story. That's so. my favorite no. part. He just Actually. becomes an assistant. Yeah. <laughs> also, though, one detail about the gear is that the orgasm denial magic cock rings or whatever, Boba gets denied so hard, he starts crying. Yep. And I was like... <gasps> That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> well, he and then they, they, this is later on in the story, but like, um, Ado uses it on him. Are you saying Ado or Ado, Kylie? I said both. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm cool with both too. I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't have an enunciation guide on this one, so Ado, Ado. Um, he uses it on Boba, and, and Boba's like, "Oh no, I don't like this." But then he realizes he really does like it, and when he's finally released from the ring, it's like the best orgasm of his life. And he's like, "Okay, I like this thing," so he wants to surprise Ado. So he puts it on himself under his sex armor that he bought, and he's like, "Look, me new sex armor," and it's <laughs> that I can't copy. And then 
you know, they bang, and then Ado releases him from the, the cock rings, and he's in an extreme amount of pain. And Ado's like, how long did you have this on? And he's like, a long time. I didn't know when you were going to come home. So he's just wearing it for hours. And he's like, dude, you're only supposed to wear that for an hour. You just fucked up your dick, dude. <laughs> and he was in terrible pain and had to go take a shower. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. It was creative with the use of the gear. Yeah, I, I think that it was really gear. some of the better of, well, almost the only of that flavor we've reviewed, where there's like gear and bondage and stuff. And I honestly, it's interesting to read the author's notes in this one because the author didn't seem to be super impressed with it. I don't know how many fix they've done previously if this was their first one. They definitely wanted feedback and hadn't been getting a ton of it. It seems like in the beginning. Yeah. But they did a really good job with the sex scenes for not terribly enjoying writing them it sounds like mm-hmm. from the notes yeah. and i'm like honestly you did a pretty bang up job like they're good like they might not be exactly what i again want for myself but i they were well conceived they were well done i think and i want to ask kylie because i think this is like this this doesn't have a lot of readers this is one of the more obscure stories that we have read and i think because it doesn't really fit into a ship that people follow you know like if you write a hermione draco story no matter how bad it is, you're going to get a lot of hits. You know, just mm-hmm. people, they might hate it, they might not finish it, but you're going to get a lot of hits. Um, this one is Boba Fett, which is not a common, I mean, most of the readers of this are women. Women are not usually creaming themselves over Boba Fett. It's men <laughs> who love Boba Fett, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and men are not the traditional readers of fan fiction. And then an original character, which is always harder to do because they have no fan base built in, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. I wanted to ask you, Kylie, how you found this or how this like came across your radar. What were you searching for? Yeah, I wanted something kind of weird. And so I looked up Star Wars and then under like subcategories, alien biology. And so this was one of the <laughs> stories that came up because technically, you know, Edo's not human or he's like part human. Um, so that's why he came up under alien biology. Oh, wow. Mm hmm. Yeah, just kind of a luck of the draw, really. What did you guys picture Boba like in this? I mean, not the way he was in Mandalorian. It wasn't like overweight with little Vescar pasties on. That's <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> kind yeah. of like the only thing I could think of, actually. <laughs> I thought back further. I decided this was further back. Yeah. It is technically further back. So yeah, I definitely imagine like a young fit. Yeah. Either one was works. it like Django Fett? Django Fett in the prequels because it is the same actor. Is that mm-hmm. what you were going for? Yeah, yeah. I I was surprised how clear the New Zealand accent was in my head while I was reading this because like I cannot do a New Zealand accent to save my life, but in my head I was <laughs> like, oh, 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 like it sounds good to me. The New Zealander, the 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 Kiwi accent is super cute. Oh, I mean, yeah. Let's be honest. Read me a goddamn phone book if those even exist <laughs> anymore for anyone. Just just read that to me with that accent. Top tier, real adorable. Um, so Ado finds another city to start liberating when he pisses off a member of a Hut clan with his attempt to stop a high traffic drug. So there's a huge bounty put on his head that is called out over the hollow net. So one night during his escapades, he gets into a fight with a lady bounty hunter that poisons him by cutting his arm with her poisoned blade. Uh, He passes out and wakes up in a small room tied to a chair. But of course, Boba finds out and is livid at the situation, but goes to save his unspoken love anyway. 
um, <laughs> and saving him, he had to murder the hut ruling over that area. And so this puts Edo and Boba in a very dangerous situation. Um, they can barely accept that they have feelings for each other now, but now they have to face the consequences of them getting close to each other. So Boba pretty much disappears for a couple of months after saving Addo from the hut. Meanwhile, Addo is trying to keep this town from falling apart since there's no real leader anymore. So one night he comes home to find Boba there searching through the holonet on a bounty. Edo tries to confront Boba, but it turns into a sad fight where Boba just says that Addo is a liability to him and tells him that he has to move out, which is really sad. Um, so over the next year, Edo defends the streets of the city, making it safe again to live in just like in Vapor Town. He meets a woman who claims to be a Force-sensitive being um, and informs him that he's also probably Force-sensitive. Uh, she is even from the same isolated planet that he's from, um, Valderin. Right? That's how you say it, right? Yep. Um, That's how I would say it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. She asks Addo to join her during the fight for their old home, but he declines knowing he is not welcome in that society, um, given that in that society they don't um, approve of gay men. So, of course, right when you think that you can move on from this hot Mandalorian that you haven't seen in a year, you find out that he's in great danger. Bum, bum, bum. This is where we see the scene in Return of the Jedi where Boba falls into the Snarlack pit. So we find Boba in the middle of the Tatooine desert, just having escaped the Sarlacc pit, aimlessly wandering through the dunes, half dead. And so Edo saves him and brings him to a local doctor to heal. They return home to where they finally are forced to face their feelings for each other. It's difficult at first, but then they finally come to understand each other and their insecurities. Boba wants to be a badass bounty hunter with no weakness like love. And Edo has been closeted even from himself this whole time. So they reach a mutual understanding and finally make up. Then it turns out that Edo's planet really does need help. So he enlists the help of his friends and they sail off into the stars. The end. <laughs> I thought that the Valderan culture was really interesting because in the Star Wars of this story, like Boba Fett has no insecurities about his sexual orientation. He doesn't even really label himself. I think he's probably bisexual. They imply that he likes to fuck ladies too. Um, but Edo comes from a place where men are very rare and there's a ton of women. So it's a matriarchal society where women are the entire army. Women are the government and men are used for breeding. So a gay man is a, th a big threat to their society. And that's why it's such a big no no to be gay and it's really interesting though because it goes into some like social commentary where it's like ladies weren't allowed to fight in the army in real life and all these things you know what i mean where it's like flipped there only recently in his Otto's father's generation were they allowed to like join military service hold jobs whatever but they're still kind of like token additions to anything they don't really get to go to war they get posted way back where it's safe there's, they are expected to be discharged as soon as they start taking their multiple wives because their number one thing is to be like producing them babies, which I felt like, I'm like, oh yeah, the 50s, you know, like <laughs> <Yeah>. for <laughs> a woman um, and still in some ways, yeah. And then the other part that was interesting is that it's not just that it's like, like you, women are, are expected to be bisexual because of the lack of dudes. It's like common, not a problem. It's kind of frowned upon for a dude to dally with other men because, again, they're a hot commodity. And if they are not into 
women at all, that's a huge problem for them. And it's, I can't remember the term for it, but they're essentially like translated in whatever language this is to responsibility avoider, or I can't remember it now, but something very dramatic and sad. <laughs> yes. Being, yeah. The word for gay is more like the word for like oath breaker. Or yeah. Something, something like that. Like that. And yeah. it seems like his dad was accepting and cool and helped him get off world, which was awesome and supportive of and like very pro of his dad. But at the same time, it's, it's really interesting to like flip. You know, it's like to see all these things highlighted in a different way. And now just hearing you talk through it, it's really a pro move for this author really talked himself into this deep lore because mm -hmm. you want this guy to come multiple times a night. Why does this species need to be able to produce so much cum? Oh my God, the men are just like these semen factories in this <laughs> in society. This also gives us the reason why he had to leave that society and everything. Mm -hmm. it's, it's airtight, man. It is. <laughs> and I, I just find it really impressive and, and and weirdly entertaining that I'm like, all he wanted was this guy to come <laughs> like a fountain, like nonstop. And he ended up with this really interesting like kind really of culture. Thoughtful. Yeah, thoughtful. And then also like kind of important social commentary on a, on a few things without being like depressed, like overly depressing, but still being there. It was like, because I admit that I don't go to fan fiction for like heavy hitting political issues. I go there for the spot. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe some adventure here and there. But but I, I thought it rode the line really well there. And what I will say that I found really interesting is that he kept promising more smut. The smut's all front-loaded. It's all front-loaded in this thing, yep. which I found really interesting, which normally might have bugged me because that's what carries some stories. Honestly, I thought the world-building and finding out about the original character was really, really worth it. So I kept going, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed it all the way to the end. And mm -hmm. I... You know, a lot of times, like, the tag is, like, porn with plot, but I would argue this is plot with porn. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, like, it gets you interested. It's really interesting sex, honestly, just for, for the variety. And, like, again, it's not completely what I would want for myself, but I would argue it's very well done. And I've never read something that all the, all the, the porniness was at the beginning. It's usually, like, we ramp to it, and then it's, like, explosive and messy at the end. But this was, I've just never read anything quite like this. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of Rough Day as far as the character of the story changing and deepening as they get into it and realize, the author, I think, realizes that it's more than what they set out for it to be. But the porn but, didn't let up in Rough Day. That's true. Rough Day never, Rough never, Day never stopped having them Just sexy. kept pushing that pedal down and just pushed the other pedal down with it. <laughs> Woo! I like that it became more emotionally serious over time, but I really do wish mm -hmm. that there was one or two more sex scenes at the end. But because for me personally, like, it's okay to have casual sex and it's like fun to read about, but it really hits harder for me when there's that emotional connection. And once they were like actually bonding and like actually loved each other, I'm like, okay, now let's make love. And it was like, no more sex. I wanted at least one. Mm -hmm. I wanted That's at true. least one love -u love -u one. Yeah. Supposedly, there's a sequel to this, though, so maybe that's where he we get the sick. love sex. No, in the sequel, he says mm -hmm. no smut in the sequel. Oh. Yeah. I know, it's He's really upsetting. It. Mm -hmm. He burned himself out. He was wearing that cock ring of no coming. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to release it to the world. So I will <laughs> say, though, there was so much sex in the beginning. Just so It was so much. And the chapters weren't, like, horribly long, but the sex chapters were longer on average. And it was like every single chapter for a little bit. And I feel like 
I got a little eyebrow singed from just the intensity and the regularity of the sex. And so I get why it had to peter off a little bit, but I th- I think that the author got maybe tired too. <laughs> I don't think the author really knew where he was going with it when he started. Like, I think it was just supposed to be a bit of smut and then it kind of like grew a plot, um, which is why it has such a intre- interesting structure. Um, but for being unplanned, like it goes in some really interesting ways. And I do think mm-hmm. like the character and world building is really successful. I do agree with you though, Mira, we should have had one emotionally charged sex scene at the yeah, end. That so. would have been the mm-hmm. hottest one though, because I was pretty invested by the end there. I was like, Oh, do absolutely. It. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> I wanted something where he like he touched my face and like stroked oh, my yeah. cheek. Oh. Like I wanted that sweet, sweet When smut. he's taking the armor off, that would have been like a perfect opportunity of like sweetly mm-hmm. undressing and getting it. Mm-hmm. I will say there's some cute shit, though, in it. Like, cute, cute moments. So. Mm -hmm. Including the tidbit, because this takes place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Or between A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. And there's a part where Boba gets called away for a bounty. And we know that that bounty is to get um, Han and Leia, right? Because we've seen the movies. But... Then this story gives you a different lens on it because he's like crying under his helmet because he just dumped Edo. And then he's like, gotta go, gotta go catch Harrison Ford. And like when I was watching Empire Strikes Back and seeing Mando in his helmet or Boba in his helmet, I certainly was not imagining that he was tearing up. Oh my just God. His wife in. Yeah. It's like, I can't. I think after boyfriend. this whole season, I'm going to rewatch all the films and they're going to feel real different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that scene between Poe and Finn where he pushes him in the closet, can't get over it. Mm-mm. Mm. <laughs> and I was so blinded by Adam Driver in that movie, honestly, that like I didn't pick up on the mm. Finn-Poe stuff, but on a rewatch, that stuff just punches you in the face. Yeah, mm-hmm. Disney, Disney baited us, and then they, they freaking cock-blocked us all. And we brought it back to Adam Driver. Good job. (laughs) Bring it full circle. (laughs) Give us our Disney X. (laughs) Adam Driver sponsor us. (laughs) We appreciate you and respect you and your beautiful hair. I could pay us a retainer to not speak about him, and I would do my very best. (laughs) I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But I can't promise anything. So my, I guess, are we, are we rolling into worst, best? High points and low points. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's do it. I'll go. I go. Cause I have, I'm all prepared for once. Okay. So my favorite part is the pillow fort with the tarot chips and the oh, crime show so cuddling. Cute. I was like, fucking shut up. This is so cute. <laughs> and I thought it was so cute because it had been, and, and honestly, the juxtaposition with the other, like how fucking spanky spanky bondage bondages all the sexes and then it's like let's be in a pinafort and watch crime shows and cuddle and i'm like shut up this is adorable and <laughs> well, so that explain, was it. explain who's driving the pillow fort and how so boba feels about boba it boba comes back and he wasn't supposed to be back for a little bit and so otto's hanging out and he's like he built a pillow fort um because that's something him and his pops used to do i guess they you know build pillow forts when he was a super kid and he got a little nostalgic and decided that he would do that yeah, a little extra spending money, so I bought myself some chips, which are described as sweet and salty, so I'm assuming tarot chip, but who knows. 
who I think knows? you're right, because I think they even say that they're kind of purplish. That's they're purple, catch. yeah. I just assume tarot chip, because Oh my delicious. God, you're smart. <laughs> I just am fat. <laughs> Spiritually fat over here. I love the, food. The literary subtext of figuring out what those chips were made of. Everyone <laughs> has their gift. I am a food whisperer. <laughs> but, so the fill, pillow fort's built, and Boba's having, like, a kind of, like, high maintenance moment, being like, oh, this is filthy. Those pillows are on the floor, and you've got blankets and pillows out of my closet. They're all going to have to be laundered. Meh, having a moment. <laughs> and so he's like, well, you know, you should clean that up. I'm home or whatever. He's like, are you sure? Otto goes. And then he's like, fine, fuck it. I'll get in the tent or whatever. This is fort. Crawls in there and hangs out. He's like, what are these? And he's like, chips have some. Come to the dark side of chips. <laughs> and he's like making, Boba's like dying because he thinks the crime show is super dumb and basic, which... Honestly, some of them are, but, you know, a, a trash TV is fun. In my mind, it was Law & Order. Oh, my God, <laughs> That's same. exactly what I was saying. <laughs> I just heard, bum, bum. <laughs> they say, like, that Boba's irritated by the factual, like, law inaccuracies. Yeah, <laughs> and I like Law & Order. Totally, right? And, uh, and so they hang out, and he ends up dozing off, Boba does, and uh, he wakes up to an empty chip bowl. And the show's still running and realizes he's being spooned in this fort. And I don't know, it's just, like, weirdly cute. Like, yeah. It, 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 when I describe it, I feel like it sounds more childish than it came across when I read it. It just sounded like pure and innocent isn't quite it. But, like, it was just, like, homey and nice. And I just, again, juxtaposed to that crazy bondage sex, I was like, this is nice. <laughs> this is a nice bit of flavor. Like, honestly, the duality of all of these characters is, like... I, I don't feel like anything was ever cold between them just because it was like there was rules for sex. And I, I don't know, I just, it made the sex that happened even better. That was my favorite part, honestly, which is weird because normally I'm into a very like, you know, sexy time or a goofy time or whatever. But I was like, pillow fort, favorite. Um, <laughs> my worst part was the fucking min- moment after they fly off to go save the home planet or whatever. And they, he fucking, Boba takes him to his dad's grave. And I was like, gross. And so I had a moment of like, <laughs> I'm like telling like a callous Jeez. demon here. But like, what the fuck? So he takes him to his dad's grave and it's all like, I think you'd like him, dad. And so like context wise, I reread it a few times and I can't tell that if Boba's saying his dad would have liked Otto or Otto would have liked his dad. Either way, his dad would have fucking killed Otto because Otto was a liability removed. So his son, like... Boba's a liability for his father a little bit, but it's yeah. different because you're training him, right? If your son forms an attachment, that attachment becomes a, a liability by both of them there, right? So his dad would have fucking totally killed Otto. Like, 100 fucking 10% mm-hmm. killed him. Yep. Based off the earlier story that was given for a character building for his dad being like, oh, I like this one gal. She used to hang out, but she was about to give him up, so he shot her. And, like, based off of the character in this story, that was... Yeah pretty awful so i don't think otto would have liked his fucking dad because he was like a crank to 11 version of boba and then i don't think that his dad would have fucking liked otto so it's a bunch of bullshit so in that moment i'm like no there would have been a bloodbath and who knows if any of y'all yeah, would have been would have had to kill Django. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Also, like, why are you bringing him to your dad's grave? Like, you guys have a planet to save. Like, get yeah. the fuck out. <laughs> it's like, make a stop off real quick to be like, Daddy, I found love, but you would have killed me and him, or at least him. Like, or I would have had to kill you, or I don't know. I, I This was a really complex tidbit to just throw in there that I felt like derailed some stuff and really honestly 
gave me more questions than I could have answered. It just shouldn't be there, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. that, that was my worst part where I was just like, what the fuck? He would kill him. Like, oh, nice to meet you, son. Who's your friend? Oh, it's my lover. Boom. Like, <laughs> I don't think it would have happened. So those are really mine. Really sad moment. <laughs> cool. Who wants to go next? I can go. Um, so my high points, I would say the world building, I really enjoyed. I like the focus on like the criminal elements and all of like the hut palaces and courts and things like that. Like I thought that was really interesting. I really enjoyed the sex droid and how he kind of just like saves the day. <laughs> the critical moment. But does this like phallus just swinging around? Yes. <laughs> Could you describe where the sex droid comes from, how he gets into the story? No, because I don't remember. Okay. (laughs) So Donna, who is Boba's best friend, although he would not admit it, is a Twi'lek girl who's like kind of an information broker, they call her. She's a low-timey gangster. And she fixes droids for a hobby and for money. So when she finds busted up droids, she fixes them. So she asks Edo to help him fix this sex robot. And it takes him a surprisingly long time to figure out it is a sex robot, even though, according to the description in the story, he's got a huge dick, and I don't think it's ever covered up. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, please continue. I'm sorry. Um, Yes. My low points, and you guys might all disagree with me on this, I found the writing style kind of difficult at times. I think there's a common problem when people try to do the show don't tell thing where they try to describe like every little detail of the scene. And I think the author was kind of, he had everything like super blocked out in his mind of like the movement everyone was making. Like it was almost like a screenplay, but it's just a lot of useless information that kind of slows things down that you don't need. Like we get descriptions of them, like throwing out condom wrappers and like walking across the room or we'll like see a scene unfold and then the other characters are learning about what just happened and then we like watch them figuring it out even though it wasn't like a super big mystery or anything and it's just a little bit over explained and I think you have to trust your audience a little bit more and it just kind of bogs you down in the details. I think the description is really successful when it's like an emotional scene or um, like a beautiful visual, like Edo goes to Tatooine for the first time and I think he's like seeing the binary sunset and like is thinking to himself like, wow, this is beautiful. I've taken so little time to actually enjoy my life. And like, that was really great. And that's like one of the things that actually stuck out, whereas some of it was a little bit of a struggle to get through because the detail was like, I already know this. Like, you don't need to tell me again. I agree. I found myself skipping a little bit, like, quickly reading and scanning instead of like reading word for word yeah honestly now that you mention it i i admit that i probably pulled that move a bit too hustling through it to be like oh where are we getting okay did you stop when you saw sex robot always (laughs) always but that i agree i feel like it suffers from a little bit of like i'm gonna get into references here that no one else will get but like wheel of time is a fantasy novel that is really written like a screenplay the hobbit which i love has like crazy superfluous detail about fucking Bilbo Baggins' buttons and shit. <laughs> like for realsies, right? Yeah. And I agree that this story would have benefited from having an editor because I do believe that there's stuff in it that isn't helping it. It's not killing it, but it's definitely not 
helping it. I think this is something that happens with fan fiction that is, you know, kind of written before a live studio audience. Like it's mm -hmm. in real time, he's publishing something like every week or every so often. And it's edited to a degree, but like when you're doing something chapter by chapter, you don't have that overarching outline. You don't have that like trim the fat that doesn't make sense later on. And my other big problem was just like the general pacing of the story. Like it starts out all sex and then by the end, you know, you don't get any sex when I think it would have been really more powerful and have more of an emotional impact. And um, I really, I was really sad because we get so much of the angst. We get so much of like the navel gazing and the like, I'm a tough guy and I don't feel stuff. And then towards the very, very end, they actually decide to make a go of it and they like admit that they have feelings. And instead of like showing and telling like every single detail of them like actually being together, we get like three paragraphs of them like walking through the neighborhood and it's like, oh, and Boba was proud of him and they were happy together. And it's like, no, give me the details now. I want the fluff. I want to like witness them. I want to live vicariously through this. I think it would help to be edited. But again, I think that's just the problem, the nature of the beast when you're writing every week for people. I think it would be really good if he went back and maybe made a truncated version of it and maybe took one of the sex scenes from the beginning and pasted it into the end with like a little replacement of emotional stuff now that they're like closer together. And that would be mwah. So I'm going to get in the way here and mention, I'm curious if this is his first work or not. He's still active, still reading stuff, but he hasn't published anything since 2019, which happened to be a animation. Well, this was finished in 2018, so this was not his last work, at least. No, I think the, the Just the, based on the tone of his comments, it seems like this is one of the earlier works that he Yeah, he started done. a couple, 2018 looks like when he started. Yeah. Okay. So when 20, that's when this one was. Yeah, yeah. So he was pretty fresh to it, at least on this site where we're looking here. So. Which is AO3. Mm -hmm. Love you, AO3. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Sponsor us with the money that you don't have. Because <laughs> you're a free service. No. When, if, we, if we ever get that dragon dick money, we will oh, sponsor you. No, it looks you, like 2017. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be the way. Give back to the community. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, but man. No, really. 2017, it looks like there was a little bit of a little bit happening. There was some super short one-offs. Super short, super short. One very long 2018 is when he started writing for realsies. Couple mm. short, like under 3,000 words. So I, I, I probably fests, Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it'd be interesting to. to I really want to read the the glow up version of this author's work. I just I'm very curious about it. And I mm. I just want to say like. Fan fiction authors are a gift to the world, like doing this content as a labor of love for all of us wretched souls who just eat it up and like <laughs> don't have yeah. to put any effort again, into anything. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And mm -hmm. I say it all with love. I think that kind of ties into like what I was going to say, where like this is a really great story for people like in the queer community because you could actually imagine yourself like in this world and like while you think that you might not have a happy ending like you can like there is a possibility of having that and i thought that was super yeah. cool like yeah. thank you it was interesting because i think it would be very powerful for gay men but also for any woman because 
when he was talking, Ada was talking about his experiences in the army where he was allowed in, but he wasn't actually allowed to participate. And his accomplishments were minimized and he was there as a token and stuff like that. It's just like very resonant with like, you know, many women have experienced sexism that, that resonates with that. So that was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to do your high points and low points, Kylie? I haven't done mine yet either, so whichever one. Um, so that was my high point about it being okay. a great story for the queer community. Otherwise, yep. um, my low point was it was a really good story, but I found it hard to like be connected to Boba because he was so aggressive and kind of stonewalled that it made it hard to like appreciate him as like a character. Like he did have like a little bit of character building, and you know he did like come to his senses about his feelings but like the whole time he's just like kind of being a dick and I was like having a hard time like appreciating him yeah I feel like his Mr. Darcy moment involved a lot of killing so his love language his love language is is shooting you in the head he's like I like physical touch food and also killing (laughs) (laughs) my high point is kind of related to Boba's emotional problems because I am a huge Star Wars fan, but I wasn't like, I never really got how why everyone loved Boba Fett so much. You know, like he doesn't actually do that much. He has cool armor. He's a little mysterious. And I think men especially just like latched onto that, that persona and just really loved him, even though they've had nothing to hold on to until the most recent season of the Mandalorian, which is after this story came out. But the descriptions of Boba being a badass were so cool and the physical like fights the descriptions were really good so i have a quote here the mandalorian marched forward like death incarnate rifle firing rapidly at four cubs guards four cub watched as his head of security charged the bounty hunter with the vibra sword only for boba fett to casually dodge his swing and shoot him in the face point blank the zabrak fell to the floor dead and boba fett continued his march toward his prey uninhibited and like that's just part of a scene, but he's shoot like his signature move is shooting people point blank in the face. Like he's awesome. And like I'm kind of a dork and I love these fights. I like seeing him actually unleashed because you don't get that in the story. So um I think that that's kind of the flip side of, of Mira's talk about the descriptions and, and the blocking being a little heavy. Some of that stuff I really liked just because I'm into action and that's I like thing. the action. So, I think the part that was hard for me was when they're just like talking in the living room and then that's blocked out. Yeah, yeah. Um, my low point was a little bit of the sex being a little bit too cummy for me, like I mentioned. There's this point where Boba, who has a huge oral fixation, not even cummy, it's just like sticky, says, I'm hungry. <laughs> And like he's like, oh, I didn't like for, that like, part. The <laughs> and then he like does like, and then he like wants more. And then I'm just like, this is a little, this is like a little too much, dude. Like, ugh. and we know this guy can go like eight times. So like, Boba, I hope you're really fucking hungry because Blech. you found the right guy. Blech. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. And that's just a matter of taste, you know. It was just <laughs> taste. <laughs> yeah, that boy better be eating veggies. <laughs> oh Pineapple. my fucking god, asparagus! <laughs> oh no! Oh, <laughs> what have you done? No. I thought we had no, trust no. here. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if the asparagus taste would carry over. No, but really all don't. I know is that. It's the last thing anybody wants. The last thing. Oh, oh man. Take the wheel. 
So now's the time where we each get to say if we would recommend the story to others to read. Yes, absolutely. Read it. You need to get your smut in. <laughs> I would agree. I would definitely recommend this. I think this story does not have the readers that it deserves. The reader count is low because it doesn't really fit into a big fandom. So I think everyone should go out and read it. Ooh. How about you, Mira? I would recommend it if you are more patient than me. I like a little bit of snappier descriptions and a little less time wallowing in my manliness. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're so manly, Mira. I'm super manly. <laughs> Such manliness to wallow in. You can tell by my giant milky breasts right now. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't want to lure them in with that, Mira. You're going to get different kinds of fans than we wanted. Bring them in. <laughs> Only for the fans only page. I do think think it's a good story and there's a lot of good stuff in it, but um, it might lose you if you don't have a lot of patience for over description. Cool. And Abby, I think. I would totally recommend it. I I agree that it is a little bit like descriptive heavy, but I I would, I'm going to take a hot take. I've not read a ton of slash, but I think it's some of the more interesting that I have read. Like, I, I would think, especially for the genre, it's not getting, and, like, the sexual flavors, it's, it's not getting the attention it deserves. Like, I mean, I, again, I really wish to see what this person would do if they'd keep going, especially because it seems like it was pretty early on in their fan fiction career, we'll call it. Because, like, everyone gets, like, more comfortable and better at it, more confident, and maybe they never write any more smut. Maybe they realize it's not for them, which is a shame because it was pretty interesting. But I could go for a nice romance with just a little bit of smut at the end. Come on, give me a little bit. But, you know. I think you should play up this actually I'm a real man and actual human male thing. Because I think <laughs> mm-hmm. it did bring something a little bit more interesting. It's a yeah. very different flavor than the regular Slash that I've read, which has ex- exclusively been written by women. Yeah, so. a lot of the Slash mm-hmm. I've read feels more like a fantasy than, like, it does feel more like a fantasy than this did. Like, again, this is obviously mm-hmm. a fantasy. But... Do, do you it understand felt more what... realistic to the Star Wars? Yeah, it's there's like nothing, there's nothing crazy about my seven foot purple eyed guy <laughs> who can come ten times a night. I mean, it's right <laughs> drugs thing, and I you could have contacts and drugs. Reality could happen. <laughs> it, felt, it felt like a real relationship. I think. Yeah, I, I guess that's the part that felt grounded in it is that it it had that sense that some of the other slash I've read has not. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a little sad because as, as Mira said, we lose some of that specificity as we get our happy ending. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think that this author maybe doesn't have their happy ending yet. Kind of mm-hmm. like Kylo. When Kylo oh, was a no. romance novel. Remember when we read like our story with, with Kylo, the romance novelist, right? And he got writer's block right when he had to write about him actually getting together with Ray because he could not really imagine Aww. her actually Aww. ever really loving him. Well, I want this ha- the happy ending for, for our beautiful, beautiful Kylo, as well as this author. Yes, Typo King. Typo King. I want your happiness. Yeah, we, have, we have nothing that you could possibly be interested in, but we wish you the best. <laughs> cool. I think that's it. Who's got our next story, Mira? It's, no, it's me. No, Abby. Okay. Dog, it's me. story is Abby. Go. Oh my god, I'm actually ready. So, I'm going to go off onto a tiny soapbox rant. I was looking aggressively in this whole fandom for Lando. And let me say, there's not much that I found. There must have been a culling. Things, it, Han and Lando were a classic pairing. 
there's an older story, which I believe is called What to Do with a Drunken Sailor. I believe. Let me just double check that. Yeah. What Shall We Do with a Drunken Sailor? Which is like one of the OG ones from like the 90s that oh. has been re-uploaded. You can find it. We should put the link in the show notes just so people know. It's not super long, so it wasn't up for review in this just because it was a tad too short. But that's Hando is a thing. Where are you, Hando people? Give me 30,000 words. I, I, I can't. <laughs> I need something. Please. And I thought that maybe with the solo movie, we would have gotten a little bit more. But apparently it wasn't. A, I would take any era of Lando at this point. I'm open. Whatever works. I just think it's <laughs> a fun. Lando gets a little bit hot and heavy with a not hot and heavy, but there's some innuendo with him and a lady robot in that movie. Would you be into him? And oh that? my god! Yeah, I'm down. That would be oh great. my god! The whatever. voice of that female robot lady. Her, yes. I can't think of her mm-hmm. name. Who is, What's who is her that? name? Oh, uh, Phoebe. Was that Phoebe Buffay? Phoebe Waller Bridge. She's the oh. lady from <laughs> Fleabag, which if you have not seen, do oh, it right now. Yeah. The end. Sorry, go on. No, no. I mean, that's the thing. So that's what I was looking for. I was unable to really find anything that like really hit the notes for me. And then also there just isn't a ton of it that has the word count we're looking for. So hit me up if you got some good spendy hando, because I need to see that. Um, so I ended up going and searching just for some weird ass shit. That was my next goal. We got force. The force. Why? Everything's been pretty vanilla. I want some weird shit. We got space magic. (laughs) Like, why is this so normal? And so I found it. And then I found it, though, with an author we've already covered. (laughs) So my story is The Locked Door by Guardian Angel Cass. Fuck yes, bitch! (laughs) The patron saint. She's the patron saint of smut. Oh I would make one of those yes. prayer candles with her on it if I knew what she looked like. Because <laughs> let me tell you what. So this is a Obi-Wan Kenobi reader insert. Yes! And... yes. <laughs> so we're not just Adam Driver Party. I tried. Um, and so there isn't any actual trigger warnings on it, but I have some that I'm going to add. Because you might okay. get weirded out by some stuff if you got some, some trups. There is a little bit of age gap happening. If you're like not okay with that, everyone is of age to touch. There's none of the like no forbidden, forbidden, but a little forbidden. And okay. so just just a heads up. And there's a little bit of a power dynamic thing going on. Like I'm cool with that. Yeah, me too. I mean, obviously, um, I'm really okay with all of this. So just so you know, it might step on some toes if you have some trouble with that. Other than that, I guess if you're not okay with exhibitionism then you've come to the wrong show anyways. But (laughs) so I will read you the blurb. Meow. The Clone Wars have launched the galaxy into darkness and hundreds of Jedi have fallen. With nowhere else to turn, the Order seeks to ally with the powerful Force users from unknown regions. Just a three-cycle trip from Ilum, the planet Zakari, which I hope I pronounced that right, is home to the largest army of Force sensitives known to the galaxy, three times the size of the Jedi Order with no current allegiance to the Republic. There, Master Obi-Wan Kenobi and his newly ordained Jedi Knight are to negotiate an alliance with the Suzakari government on behalf of the Order of the Republic. As the Separatist army grows even stronger, the fate of trillions rests in their hands. Ooh. <gasps> that doesn't even mention who he'll be paying. 
also it's called the locked door i don't know if i mentioned it was called the locked door but yeah, it's yeah. called the locked door i was like also it, it has to do with the clone wars which lord knows i know nothing about didn't read watching the shows nothing that being said i know enough about all the other media that it didn't make it not an enjoyable read for me um i do think that if you knew about it it might enrich it further so obviously if we had a specialist to give us a little blurb about the clone wars i'd take it but i don't personally i'm not that girl <laughs> i've watched a little bit of it and it's a it's a little difficult to watch okay okay mm-hmm. i hear it gets better but people tell me about that about lots of different shows i'm like they're like get, get past the first four seasons and it's great. I feel like, personally attacked. Why are you saying that, Audrey? <laughs> that's what you get. That's what says about. So Buffy. a lot of people will watch the uh, like not director's cut, but like filler cut version where there's like lists where you watch just certain episodes to mm. get like big world building parts, but cut out a lot of the other stuff. So there's lists out there for that. I've heard that works very well, but also this only has two chapters that are giant. Just so you know. Because for whatever reason. So 30,000 words. So it's not gigantic. Nice. So it's a quick read for sure. But I think for being as long as it is, it's worth it. Well, Kylie didn't read Rough Days. She doesn't even know. (gasps) Mm -hmm. This story is so short that I will read Rough Day as well. (laughs) Yay! Good. That's your homework. We'll have like a post wrap up where you need your comments. Mm -hmm. Well, you'll need to have a week this time. Yeah, one week. Oh, just kidding. I might not yeah. get it done. I was like, give a week, girl. It's quick. Just kidding. You're just like, Baker, I'm not doing shit. <laughs> Feed me. She's Feed been me. so nice. Crap. I've been so busy with homework this week. She's literally done like all the dishes. And I'm just like, bless you. Thank Aww. you. <laughs> it's been really nice. Nick is okay if I give him specific time sensitive tasks that i need him to do and i ask him to do them but like picking mm-hmm. up slack uh, no i have to no. i hear that i have to be very directive i have to be like mm-hmm. do this thing by this minute and or like do it now i'm like i That's want fair. your time and then i have to sit on the mm-hmm. couch and i have to actively watch work happen with my minions or it doesn't happen it drives me fucking insane yeah, that's why women live longer, so we can have our happy second, like, platonic life partners <laughs> in our house that's clean. We're just going to live all in a hut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, we'll hang out together and read fanfic. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. We'll be old people, we'll be like, what the fuck is Star Wars? And we'll be like, Adam Driver! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, by then maybe he'll make appearances at nursing homes in his walk. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, there's just this daddy mountain coming in at a walker. No, he's gonna have clones and they'll be all of the, the workers. Everyone's gonna be Oh my god, that's the oh nursing home I want to be wiped at. This is a weird fantasy. I will pay extra to live here. The driver estate. <laughs> We're going to hell, but that's okay. <laughs> at least we'll have good company. 